Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on Uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white red land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? Are you out there? Are you listening? God bless you all. What's good today? Hope all is well. Happy Tuesday, the 23rd of March already. Man, time flies by. Uh, looking behind me is the foxhole.app. As you can see, uh, chat's working great now. Looks the special shout out to all the guys over there on Pill working hard today to get a glitch figured out. Looks like they got that figured out. Good to go. Check out the foxhole.app. Do me a favor. Help spread the word. Help spread the word. Tell people what we're doing. We're trying to enable free speech with the help of some great patriots behind the scenes that are working very hard all of the time to help support us without these kind of people. I don't know. I don't know what would happen to America. I don't want to know what would happen, but we're not going to let that happen because of people like them. Do me a favor, go to support us five, five bucks a month, whatever you can do, help support free speech platforms like the foxhole.net. Also check out the website. We have the official logo is now good to go, and I have it uploaded here. Check it out, you guys. This is just awesome. Special thank you to Matt and Laura Q. God bless you. Thank you for all of the hard work behind the scenes that you guys did for this. Um, I still have some work I need to do on the website and here and there, but the new logo is awesome, and new merchandise will be headed your way in the near future, so stand by for that. Previous shows, yesterday's show, hopefully you check that out. Uh, discussion about the HBO QAnon hit piece, which was pretty interesting. Uh, I love tearing stuff like that apart. It makes it so obvious in their bias. Foxhole, YouTube no longer wants us, so screw them. DLive, uh, Cloud Hub, Tiger Network, as well as the podcast. Everywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. So check that out. The blog is up. I haven't updated in a couple of days. I need to get to that. Finally, check, scroll down a little bit more. Check out our sponsors and how you can help me keep the lights on. Help me pay the bills. Help me get out of the red, please. Cash App, Patreon, PayPal. If you join our Patreon, you get special access to our private Discord, and you can see behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on, uh, access to our private research, as well as just hanging out with us, seeing what we're cooking or what we're talking about. Uh, it's really fun to create a community like that, and it's really grown really ex exponentially. And I'm almost at the point where uh, Patreon is covering my monthly expenses. So God bless you. Thank you all for that. Thank you very kindly. Without you guys, we could not do this. Also, RiseAttireUSA.com uh, uh, is the official show sponsor of Uncensored Abe and Brothers Uncensored and all their other stuff that's on this channel. Check out discount code ABEWAVE. You can get some free gear from those guys over there. Check them out when you get time. All right, let me bring in our special guest here today, uh, and Joe. Let me start with Joe. What's good, man? How are you today? What's up? Glad to be here. Happy Tuesday. I see everybody out there in DLive and in Foxhole. KH Farmer, I agree. It is a badass logo, and we are working on 
getting some stuff made and we'll be out to you as soon as possible. I see Kristen 33 ADHD out there. Good, good to see your brother, Donnie, uh, T Luke, best Nani and all kinds of daddy crap. Good to see you out there, brother. All kinds of good people out there. I'm excited today to be here with you, but I'm especially glad that Mark is here. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you? Fantastic. Fantastic, man. I love that hat. I love that hat. For those who can't see it, remember everyone deployed. Love it. It Comes from those red Fridays, but I brought it with me. I'm in Auburn, Alabama uh, this week, visiting some uh, friends and family. Oh, nice. So uh, you can't see behind me, but I'm in the guest room. <laughs> nice. That is, uh, thank you for supporting uh, Red Fridays. It's a great cause. And uh, and I hope yeah. if you guys aren't familiar with it, check out uh, Red Fridays and help support uh, awareness for veterans on Fridays. Uh, special thank you to Daddy Crab, J-Bell, uh, Suzanne, son of a green card, Daddy Crab, uh, Glenn, uh, Jody, um, and a couple of others I want to make sure. Oh, uh, uh, Amy, thank you all. God bless you. Thank you for joining us in Patreon and helping to support the channel. Thank you very kindly. We appreciate you guys all very much. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you guys. Mark, how's the campaign going? I, I, I'm assuming you're taking a little bit of a break here while you're down with family and just trying to refocus. What's, what do you have going on with the campaign? How's it going? So it's going pretty well. Um, we, uh, we are finally loading up about 3 million uh, voter records that we purchased for Ohio. I think I talked about it last time we were on, but it takes some time because we're not doing it ourselves. We're using some service providers and uh, you know, big providers, tr- Trump campaign kind of providers. Uh, and we've started doing email outreach and phone calling, virtual phone banking. And we've got events set up well into May right now. And now we're starting to work on the public relations media kind of things. It's very, very challenging to get any media attention when you're an insurgent candidate. They, um, I could spend a two-hour show on it, but it's just as rigged and gamed as everything else in terms of being what I call a, a citizen candidate. lost my pen for my notes. I had to go find it. Um, it, that's, that's the thing that I found when I looked at to run as an independent in, in Illinois, I I'd seriously looked into it. I mean, to the point where I was ready to file and they make it nearly impossible for independents to, to run in Illinois. It is, it, you have to pick a party. And I, and I just, I, you know, at that point it was for me, I had just lost complete and total faith in the Republican party. There was not a chance in hell that I was going to run under a Republican party ticket and for, you know, for local office on top of that, maybe if you go national, but, but uh, much less the, the, uh, the inability to get any kind of attention or any kind of support, you're basically on your own. It's not easy, man. Yeah. And uh, luckily I've got, some money from the sale of the business that we've talked about before. Uh, If you don't like, I had to spend, um, I've probably spent a couple hundred grand of my own money already. Right. And, and we're literally just getting started. I mean, I've been registered since the end of 2019, but in terms of spending money, we're just getting started. We we really have just turned the tap on. Uh, I feel sorry. I I don't feel sorry. I'm kind of angry that we, we as a people have allowed it to get this way. Agreed. Uh, and it's why, you know, Congress has a 12 or 13% approval rating heading into, you know, the ground and 90% or more of those people are getting reelected. It's because of the sleeping electorate 
who get a slate card and just vote straight Democrat or straight Republican based on that little card they get outside of the poll or yeah. pulling it out of the paper or their mailbox. I mean, it's it's just it's absolutely in, insane. You know, we've got people. Uh, 82% of the American public wants term limits, 75% want voter ID. And what is Washington doing about it? What are state houses, state legislators, state legislatures doing about it? Not a no. damn thing. Not a damn thing. They don't they don't actually want to change the system because no, they don't. They can they can <laughs> they can keep power the way they have it. Yeah. I mean, if you were if you were like the a triple A uh like triple A baseball league, would you want to allow other like professional baseball teams into that league especially if they might be like major league quality it's not going to happen yeah no it's not and this is the perfect i mean it is the perfect analogy because we've got some i mean i I would say that a box of rocks is smarter than (laughs) many of the people that are sitting in in dc you're not kidding smart those that are smarter mentally ill. Yeah, you're not kidding. There's there's a major problem right now. It's it's um it's pretty sad. It's it feels hopeless, but look, we just I mean, look where we want we're in 2008. I mean, we're we're still building on on what we've built upon uh at the foundation of the Tea Party and it's, and we're just getting stronger. We got I mean, President Trump is basically uh, the culmination of the movement, and it's it's really just the beginning of where it's going to go. So we just got to keep fighting. Um, I want to I want to get into some great news articles. I got a lot of good stuff here today that we need to talk about. Uh, the first thing I need to do is send. Uh, if you guys would would you please say a prayer a prayer for Ruth, um, my next door neighbor's mother passed uh, last week, and um, uh, just a, an amazing Polish lady that uh, I, I loved. Again, you just love to spend any kind of time with them that you can. Um, and so I just want to give, uh, uh, my neighbor and, um, you know, her family, a, a lift up of prayers. Um, I, I, another great Patriot, uh, has been lost. Uh, so God bless you, Ruth. Uh, also God Michigan, <laughs> 86, 78 beating LSU last night. They are, they're good, man. They got a really good team this year, uh, over into the sweet 16. Is it now? Uh, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they uh, how they pan out. Uh, it's just too bad. It's too bad. I feel bad for the poor Illini that just ah oh, darn. It's too bad for them. No doubt. Hey, just real quick, Pompeo. I actually had a uh, uh, blue M go blue going all the way to the final four. I'm just saying. Oh, you gotta love it. There you go. Man knows what he's talking about. All right, Mark. Uh, let's kind of news blitz some of these, and some of these we're gonna have to dig deeper. And Joe, I definitely want to hear what you have to say about these as well. Um, the first one I want to get to is this talk of D.C. statehood, which is pretty interesting. Um, you know, the House passed the bill and, you know, the Senate is saying at this point that it is dead on arrival. Uh, they want to be called the new state to be called Washington Douglas Commonwealth, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and and here's the, the bo- here's the bottom line on this. I want to actually read uh, what let's see here. Uh, why isn't D.C. a state? Article 1, Section 8 of the U.S. Constitution calls for a creation of a federal district to be the seat of government. The founders carved out D.C. out of two states, Maryland and Virginia. Uh, So no single state would have undue influence hosting the Capitol. Well, it's 
gotten there anyway, really. However, the legislation would carve out a, a capital city district and then uh, which would remain, you know, the D.C. district. And then they would put the state around it uh, with, of course, Mark, two new Democrats, uh, you know, a, a new Democrat senator and two new House representatives. It, it's uh, what. Is is the is that is that the story there? Is the story that they basically need more uh, a new senator and a and a and better representation course, in the house? Of course, of course, that's the story. I mean, there is nothing that the, the Democrats have done since January twentieth, or maybe even January you know second or third, that hasn't been to essentially put in place a Democrat-led government for the next century, right? Everything they're doing is that. And and this is just another example. And I'm surprised Puerto Rico isn't up there too. Oh, that's common. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I thought that there had to be some kind of a ratification or something by the states, almost like an amendment yeah. for it, another state to be admitted. I, I don't understand the entire process as, as well as you're I right. For, I looked into I mean, this because of there's California. There's something that has to happen. Yeah, I looked into this because of California. You're absolutely right. It has to pass the three-quarter vote in the Senate, which is why they're talking about ending the filibuster so they can just shove it down the throats of Americans, just like everything else they want to get done in right. America. And then secondarily, you're right. Once it once that uh, becomes uh, official law, then they have to send it back to the states for official ratification. You're absolutely ratification. right. Okay. That's not going to happen. But uh, they'll they'll try to figure out a way. I mean, they'll they'll they'll. I mean, we've talked about this before. When you have no conscience, and you're a sociopath or a psychopath, you're willing to do anything and say anything to accomplish what you want to accomplish to keep power, control, or continue to, you know, rake in taxpayer money. And so, and, and listen, we've got a cor- corrupt judiciary. We already figured that out. Um, so I wouldn't put it past them to try to find a way to squeak this thing through. I mean, we've got to get, we've got to get over this kind of cunning, conniving, sharp dealing kind of government. Um, it's, you know, the chat asks, uh, what's going to happen if they try this? Well, they're saying that it's dead. It's dead on arrival in the Senate, but I don't, don't, don't let them try. They'll try it. They're going to try to bring it to a bill to the Senate and they're going to try to get it passed. And, uh, they're going to try to do everything they can to, to, Make sure that Republicans never, ever win power ever again, especially any Republican like President Trump. Joe, any thoughts? No, I think you guys pretty much covered it there. And Quilton on in chat says, lie, steal, kill, cheat, and destroy. That pretty much sums up the Democrat Party in a nutshell. Yeah, good call. Leaked email. <laughs> Biden White House is is out. You can't call it the Biden White House. If you're, if you're a member of the media, it must be called, wait for it, the Biden-Harris White House. I'm surprised they didn't put Harris Biden White House or or uh, Obama Harris White House. That would have been more more uh, pre, you know more descriptive and accurate. Um, the communications in the email says, "Please be sure to reference the current administration as the Biden Harris administration in official public communications." I, what's really going on? Is this just as weird for you as it is for me, Mark? Just none of this none of this makes any sense at all. Well, none of it makes any sense. Uh, unless you think back, you know, you know, it only makes sense if you're a conspiracy theorist. And the, and the conspiracy theorist theory behind this was Joe Biden is just a shell of a person, but he was the only one that could really get, have any chance of getting elected against Trump, right? Or at least 
in some kind of a show election, people might believe that it, you know, if you, if you, if you, if you just said, I'm not going to pay attention to, to reality, he, he might be able to make it, but we all knew that he was going to be replaced. I mean, the guy is a doddering, you know, dementia, stricken with dementia or Alzheimer's or something. It's pretty clear to anybody who has had family with that disease or those diseases as I have. Okay. I don't know if you saw the picture of him kind of spinning around in circles, looking where to go when he got off of Air Force One and was going toward Marine One and stopped to talk to the, you know, the military officials there. I mean, the dude, if they had just walked away, would not have, he would have just stood there until he starved to death. He had no idea where he was or where he was supposed to go. I don't know if you saw it, but it was, it was, yeah. it was sad in some ways, pathetic in others, but I can't feel too sorry for a guy who's literally a, a, a mafioso kind of criminal. What am I doing here? There's Biden for yeah. you. What am I doing here? What am I doing here? Makes you kind of wonder if, you know, what's really going on. I mean, why else would it have to be Biden slash Harris? Was there information coming through that, you know, Harris wasn't getting? Is that why she wanted to make sure that everything was also attention to her? Or was she really in charge in the first place? You know, who knows, man? It's such a, a circus there for sure. You know how they are. They're they're so superficial. It's it's all about the uh the optics of it. Um Sidney Powell has been in the news. Joe's got something in the news blitz about this as well. We'll talk about it in a little bit uh, towards the top of the hour. There are still a lot of, of uh, voter fraud cases that are open out there, and I, I don't think that uh, really the media has talked about this at all, and I think even us in alternate media have been trying to raise awareness on these cases. There's still a lot that's happening. Uh, but but Sydney put this out, and thanks to the uh, researchers and chat and the rest, uh, here's the summary, which is basically what I want to get down to. There was 85 total uh, presidential election fraud cases. Only 22 of them were decided on their merits. A lot of them were were dismissed for procedural issues or the rest. Uh, of those, there is still 18 active open cases with regards to voter fraud, uh, mail-in ballot fraud, and uh, uh, basically uh, different kind of election rules, um, as well as uh, the, uh, the the crap that happened in Michigan and Wisconsin. There's still active open cases. Minnesota has a vote by mail, uh, voter irregularities, duplicate votes, uh, a case open. Uh, Michigan voting machine improperly counted votes. Uh, discovery was granted in that case. That's the Antrim, Michigan, Antrim County, Michigan case that we've been talking about a, a lot. That's the one that showed fractional voting. It showed evidence of fractional voting. Um, there are there's some other ones that are really important too. Nevada, Pennsylvania still has cases open um, for illegal extension of the voting deadline. Um, it, they dismissed it for lack of standing, but it's still an active case. That's not a that that's still active. And then also cleaning up and purging voter rolls are are still active. Uh, Colorado and North Carolina both have cases that are open. Uh, the, also in Pennsylvania, private funding encourages illegal ballots. Um, uh, there's the case here in Michigan about uh, Zuckerberg basically buying uh, absentee ballots. Um, there's also Michigan cleaning up the voter rolls and a vote by mail unsoliciting. Uh, mailing of absentee voter election uh, voter applications. 
Uh, so there's those cases that are open still. So this is going to change the future of elections once this all gets worked out. In North Carolina, 24 more were charged in a voter fraud probe just yesterday. That's right. 24 additional people have been charged in an ongoing probe into voter fraud, including two who are accused of illegally voting in the 2016 election. So more than another 15 other defendants, including four indictments, four whose indictments were unsealed on Friday. Unsealed indictments. Huh. I thought there was no such thing as unsealed indictments. And then finally, um, uh, the, the case that's, uh, that is the, the most important one in, in Pennsylvania, which is in here as well, um, that's going to prove the unconstitutionality of what happened in Pennsylvania, is also still an open case. Mark, when you see the way that this is getting covered and you, and you know the realities, that this is, it really isn't over. And this, I think, uh, you know, the goal of, of lawfare, the way that they do things, is to change the way the laws work in the favor of the left. But these cases now have, uh, you know, several hundred new judges in theory that aren't just puppets of the left. Uh, in theory, will will at least uh, decide these on the merits of the law. And there is still a lot to, to, to be decided on this front. Yeah, the, the 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 question I have is whether or not the plaintiffs in these cases are patriots and they want to take these cases forward regardless of, of the result of the election, or if they were opportunists taking a shot, trying to keep Trump in office, and now that that hasn't happened, they've moved on to the next best thing, right? You, you, yeah. When you're thinking about this, I think you've got to put yourself both in a patriot's uh, mindset and then in a swamp kind of career politician's mindset. And and I don't know the answer to those that question or those questions. I do. Here here's the here's the breakdown right here. There was 16 cases that are still open uh, that where Trump is not an active plaintiff in it. There are. One case still open uh, where Trump is an active defendant in it. Um, and let me see if I can find that one easily marked. It's the Wisconsin one. So it's the Wisconsin vote by mail claim and authority to act the electors clause. Uh, uh, and that that is uh, Trump is on the, the, the plaintiff of that here, one here in Wisconsin. And then the rest are, uh, there was a total of... 55 that where where Trump was not an active plaintiff that's 55 out of the total 85 okay so even with those though the question is are they still going forward aggressively or if they run into procedural issues will they just fold or will they go forward it looks like they're going forward from from what you're saying and that's a good that's a good thing um do you know anything about what just happened in Arizona? Supposedly, Arizona said they're they, they're they're ordering a hand recount. I saw something on that, but that was just quickly. I don't know if you've got anything on that. Yeah, there's. Yeah, we yeah. did actually uh, a couple of days ago, two two or three days ago. I saw something uh, come across about how they did uh, or are going to allow a hand count. Okay, I didn't I didn't see. I read the quick article quickly, but I didn't. I didn't know I didn't validate it. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, it's um, and then there's the case that's open in Arizona is um, let's see, there's I think there's a couple. Actually, there's a voting machine irregularities case that was dismissed for lacking standing, but it got refiled and it's it's uh, the case has not been heard. 
Uh, that was that that is updated as of three three twenty one. So that is still an active case uh, in Arizona, and that is uh, Trump is not the plaintiff in that case. So well, still still something to be decided to be, there. We 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 need to be hoping that they all go forward. Absolutely. Uh, Arizona Senate to hand recount 2.1 million Maricopa uh, ballots as of five days ago. Uh, and Democrats are calling it a charade, of course. But, yes, that is going to be coming. Uh, uh, looks like 2.1 million Maricopa are going to be. Um, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out, because Maricopa is one of the one of the most corrupt areas in, in Arizona there is. It's going to be yeah. interesting to see you know, what ballots were destroyed there, too. Uh, so what what exactly are they going to be recounting, I guess, is kind of the question. But, my, you know, the biggest thing there that I'm glad you brought up is, you know, people, you know, still think that some of these things are, are done and over with. Well, according to mainstream media, it's done and over with. But as you just pointed out, well, first and foremost, 85, is that how you, 85 different cases? Yeah. But there's no such thing as voter fraud. So that in itself tells you something. And then to see that, uh, obviously, you know, there's still uh, 16, I think you said, right? And then what about the one uh, with Mike Lindell? Is that is that a separate case as well? Because I'm pretty sure he still had one going as well. I think he had one in uh, Minnesota. Um, as uh, he was, he filed as a Minnesota citizen. I think that's where he went with that. I'm scrolling to look through, see if it has Minnesota in here. Uh, let's see, ejected the state non-enforcing Minnesota's election day ballot deadline. Uh, they denied the request, and the lower court reversed it, uh, and that case is closed. Uh, let's see, Minnesota. Uh, let me just look real quick. Vote by mail, uh, poll observer access, voter irregularities. Uh, that case was dismissed uh, at first for timelessness, timeliness and jurisdiction, uh, it's filed by the election administrators, and it is still active as of one thirteen twenty one. Uh, voter irregularities, including duplicate votes, is what they have on that case. Uh, so yeah, uh, still lots to go on that front for sure. Um, and so that that link is out there for you guys. Do me a favor, grab that link and put that out there far and wide. Uh, and I think if you wanted, you could put that into a. Um, uh, Excel file and sort it up any way you wanted for easier use. Uh, so that's pretty cool on that front. Uh, leaked documents show Obama Federal Trade Commission gave Google. <laughs> hold on. Let me put this on the screen so you can see this. Uh, oh, you guys won't be able to. Though. Uh, leaked uh, show Google. It's uh, uh, FTC gave Google its monopoly after Google execs helped Obama get reelected. Leaked documents from the FTC's 2012 investigation of Google show exactly what is wrong with the state of American antitrust enforcement. I'm going to read a little bit of this to give you guys uh, a couple paragraphs in the beginning, a couple at the end. Rachel Bavard doing great work, as always, in The Federalist. Eight years ago, the Federal Trade Commission had a chance to face down Google, the giant of Silicon Valley, whose power now alters the free flow of information at a global scale. It distorts market access for businesses large and small and changes the nature of independent thought in ways the world has never experienced. Instead, the FTC blinked and blinked hard. They uh, choosing to close the investigation in early 2013. A remarkable leak of, to political of agency documents about the 2012 Google investigation reveals that, despite amp, ample evidence of market distortions and threat to competition presented by the agency's lawyers, the five commissioners of the FTC deferred in, instead to speculative claims by their economists. 
Records and reporting about the 2012 investigation suggest the FTC did so while bending to political pressure from the Obama White House, which was, in turn, bending to political pressure from Google. Sanjiv uh, Pai, what the hell is his name? Uh, William Kovacek, a former FTC chair uh, under President George W. Bush, revealed the more than 300 pages of documents leaked to Politico and was concluded the agency overlooked what many experts and regulators would consider clear antitrust violations, calling the specificity of issues outlining breathtaking. In short, where we find ourselves today, the Google as its primary filter of the world's information, engaging in a network of exclusionary contracts and anti-competitive conduct, and subject to an antitrust lawsuit led by the Department of Justice and joined by 48 state attorney generals, could have and should have been avoided. They used the economists to say that there was a, that would adversely affect the economy, which is just a laughable joke uh, on that front. Competition always helps the economy. Uh, Google's thumb on the scale. Anyone surprised that um, that Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs and 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 uh, Sanjiv Pai, whatever his name is for Google. Um, that all those guys are basically nothing but puppets to the Obama administration. Uh, anyone that has uh, read uh, interesting stuff in the past two years knows damn well that the, that big tech is in direct collusion uh, with the FTC. And the, the uh, intelligence community came out with a report, I'm jokingly, that said, oh, it's just lobbying, just like China. It's, ju- it's just lobbying. That's all they're doing. There's no actual collusion there. Mark, this stuff with with Google and antitrust um, was attempted to be addressed by the Trump administration, and actually, there are still uh, several pending lawsuits against several big tech companies, including Google, uh, that may be uh, that may change the way big tech operates in the near future. I can't. I, I look forward to the optics of that happening under a Biden administration. I just won't hold my breath for us to actually deal with the realities of the monopolies here in America and around the world. So uh, I don't think that we're going to see anything done on this by the Biden Department of Justice or the, excuse me, the Biden-Harris Department of Justice. Um, But I do think that there are going to be um, state lawsuits like Ron DeSantis and his um, Secretary of State in Florida are starting that are going to create great complications for these uh, companies, and and it's going to be done in a in a in a um, what I call it a, a kind of a backdoor way where they're going to bring suits and it's going to it could even start at the local community level where if you're carrying content that's being censored you could be fined right so locales have the responsibility or the the power to regulate like cable service in that geography right so in dublin ohio are are the 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 city of dublin controls access by spectrum and wow and at&t and all the rest right and they they pay for that access i'm sure and they they live up to certain rules about how they have to conduct business and how they have to install their infrastructure and stuff like that. So you could begin to say, if you're carrying anything on that fiber that 
abridges the First Amendment rights or any rights of the citizens of that geography that you could be fined. Well, can you imagine, like we've got, I don't know, 70, 80,000 people in Dublin, 80,000 people, they're, they're, those counts of that censorship going back to a Spectrum or a WOW or an AT&T flowing up from there to the state and then flowing up to those content providers. I mean, essentially what could happen is you, it could, Google could be shut off or have to be shut off by those providers if they want to stay in business because the fines could get so, so substantial. Now, again, it's going to depend on the state courts, right? The state Supreme Courts uh, as to how legitimate they are. But I, th I think this is going to happen. I mean, the, these are the kind of strategies that the Democrats have used for, for decades. But people like Ron DeSantis have figured out it's best to fight fire with fire. Absolutely. And he's doing it uh, better than anybody else right now. I mean, it's it's very impressive what he's doing down there. And he, you know, he's using, I'll be completely honest with you, he's using the same mold that Pence used, that, that uh, um, Walker used uh, during that time when they did great governance in the Midwest. And, you know, he's usually, he's kind of using that same mold of, of smart, uh, you know, basic common sense conservative governments governance that the people are just dying for. All we're asking for is a competent person to run the to run the the state of the country. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, no, it's not, and we haven't gotten it, and it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, you know, we we've got no common sense. It it, it it's it isn't about running the country. It's about these people getting elected and keeping power and control. So. Anybody that thinks that people in government right now have their best interest in mind are, are either naive or intentionally ignorant. Uh, it's it's a, definitely a combination of both. Joe, any comments on uh, on this uh, on Google and and you know what we learned about antitrust in the past and all that stuff? It's pretty interesting to see this stuff starting to come out, and it's really not going away. This is happening worldwide. Well, I mean, obviously me being, you know, knocked off Facebook three times and knocked off Twitter two times, um, you know, it, it definitely woke me up to the fact of how involved are, um, you know, those companies are involved in silencing us. So it's absolutely no surprise whatsoever that, of course, that goes all the way up to Obama and, and Clinton and, of course, now Biden slash Harry ass. Um but no, Mark and you basically knocked it out of the park, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, Chris, I appreciate your concern. Uh, CBD oil for my uh, my arthritis has got really bad, uh, and it's a problem. Uh, and I just don't complain about it. But uh, thank you for your concern. I appreciate you very much. Um, a couple of quick things. Uh, Clint Eastwood has a new film coming out. Uh, my favorite ever actor, producer, anyone that ever came out of Hollywood is Clint Eastwood. Uh, Cry Macho is going to be an October release in theaters. I'm looking forward. I will be going to, to the theater, especially for uh, Mr. Clint Eastwood. Looking forward to that. Cry Macho comes out this fall. Top Fox producer dies from coronavirus. Uh, this is the third executive <laughs> from the mainstream media who has died in the last uh, six months from, they say, coronavirus. Um, and this guy was actually fairly young uh, and f fairly healthy. Um, and they don't say anything about uh, si uh, uh, other ailments. Um, but this is from CNN. 
and it says oh. top Fox producer dies from coronavirus. I don't necessarily buy their headline, but I just I wanted to point that out now that that's three top executives uh, in the past six months that have died from, they say, coronavirus. Uh, Patriot Soapbox and Radix has a great article that I highly recommend. Yes, that's right. Radix has a great article from Patriot Soapbox that I would ask you to spread far and wide. Why the media hates the new HBO documentary, Q Into the Storm. Just do me a favor, read it and spread it far and wide. Trust me on that. The, uh, this weekend, I watched for the second time a discussion about the Seder Square. The Seder Square and the historical references of early Christians uh, who were practicing Christianity uh, as part of the Roman Empire, as part of being a, a Roman soldier, uh, the way that history was taught, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know this for sure, but I think a lot of people were taught that uh, you know Romans were all hardcore uh, pagans and there was never any spread of Christianity during the times uh, when G- after Jesus was murdered. Uh, this is proof, the Seder Square is proof that Roman soldiers were practicing religion uh, in early Roman times, um, in secret, all around the Middle East and Europe. It's a pretty interesting story. Check that out when you guys get time. I know you guys would love that. Mark Elias is in the news. Scumbag extraordinaire himself. Lawyer linked to Steele dossier is working for House Dems to overturn the results of an Iowa election. This this March, this March dropped on March 22nd. I'm like, this this... The election happened a long time ago, but no, Mark Elias is not giving up. This guy is just going after Marriott, uh, excuse me, Miller Marks, um, and ju- I mean, just going after it nonstop, trying to stop this from happening. Well, what also was dropped in the news just before this, the Fifth Circuit has sanctioned Democrat election lawyer Mark Elias in a Texas voting case. You know, Perkins Coy contested the sanctions, saying that the statement the firm and the attorneys involved in this matter strongly disagree with the appellate court's ruling and its order of sanctions in the case. The firm fully and completely supports our attorneys in this case. Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the U.S. Court of Appeals, the Fifth Circuit, sanctioned Perkins Coy election lawyer Mark Elias and other firm attorneys on March 12th for violating ethical rules in a voting case. Texas Alliance for Retired Americans versus Hughes. The court sanctioned Elias for lack of candor, lying through his teeth like he always does. The guy couldn't tell you the truth if you smacked him upside the head. With the court, after filing a supplemental motion nearly identical to a motion that had been previously denied by the court. Uh, so he was just, you know, basically probably tried to, to, to intimidate a lawyer like he always does in the past. Um, this is a really interesting story because... Uh, Mark Elias is a very powerful D.C. operative with, with ties directly to Obama, Clinton's, uh, the, the radical left as a whole. And, you know, this guy has basically been a, a, a you know, one of the, the usual scum that you find around criminal organizations like that. The fact that he got sanctioned, I think, was pretty interesting, Mark. And what, what, are, you, what are your thoughts about Mark and, you know, what, what this guy has done for the last, you know, his whole life? <laughs> So he is the dirtiest of the dirty lawyers in the D.C. swamp, and Perkins Coie is the worst firm out there. If you want to attack uh, Republicans and conservatives as a Democrat, you go get them. They bend all the rules. I'm I'm probably going to have a a slander or libel lawsuit against me because of this, but, you know, who cares? They are the worst. And... They, they are the 
um, kind of the revolving door of, I believe Eric, was Eric Holder a partner there yep. at some point? Yep. So I think he went from the Obama White House to Perkins Coie, and then he went out and started his PAC that's uh, for, um, to support or super PAC to support, you know, um, uh, voter access, right? Which really means voter fraud. Uh, and Perkins Coie, I think, gave the, him a lot of money, right? So it's just, it's just this, it's, it's a criminal enterprise there. And it's why I think we need to have, I mean, they are all registered lobbyists. They are representing companies. They are trading, um, you know, money, uh, fees for pay for play. This is dirty, okay? And it's why we need public only lobbying. I don't have a problem with lobbying, but it should be in a conference room somewhere where you or I could go watch and it should be live stream. So there's no reason for lobbying to be behind closed doors. We need to, I mean, this is 2021. I can live stream a picture of my dog in her crate when I'm sitting in Auburn, Alabama, excuse me, in her kennel up in Columbus while she's at Pet Suites, you know, in Worthington, Ohio. I can live stream my dog. We can't live stream lobbyist sessions. I mean, we should make it illegal for anybody to lobby if they don't do it publicly, unless it has something to do with national intelligence. But man, that has to be locked down because, you know, all of a sudden, every issue in the United States government will be related to intelligence if lobbyists have to, you know, open the kimono in front of the American voter. Yeah. And the, the, you know, the, the, the money in politics is a giant disaster. And it was something that I was hoping we could get addressed in the, in the Trump's first term. I mean, for me, that would have been number one top priority is try to, especially with, when it comes to foreign funding in American uh, politics, um, you know, the, the, the intelligence community report saying that uh, China's actions limited to just lobbying in that alone, isn't there a problem there? <laughs> right. Right. So here's what I would say about the money in politics. I think that we had the answer to fixing the money in politics problem, and that was social media, right? Because I'm doing videos and I'm doing all this. I'm being throttled like you would not believe on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. I mean, I am being throttled, which is why we bought three million voter records and are loading them up into our database. Um. But if we had a level playing field in social media, that would negate a lot of the effect that money has on name recognition. And, and name recognition is the game. You got to get name recognition before anybody will look at you and think about you and look at your platform and look at your website and understand what your policy you know, agenda is and what your experience is and what your capability is. And of course, so what happens? The minute that playing field starts to get level, right? The minute there is democracy in terms of actual democracy, in terms of elections and, and being a candidate, what happens? Big money gets to the social media companies and it gets shut down. If we had Section 230 reform, let me tell you, there is no way Donald Trump would not have been elected if we had a free and fair kind of new public square in social media. There's just no way. And we've got to fix it. 
I mean, I've committed the people from Ohio the day I walk into the Senate, I'm dropping Section 230 reform on the leader's podium. I mean, I'll have the legislation done because guess what? The DOJ already wrote it for me. Barr's DOJ has the literally has the, the upgraded language for Section 230 reform. And it's freaking brilliant because it's about two pages and it's it's amazingly concise and it gets the job done. I mean, we just need to get it done. That's yeah. all. I mean, it's there. It's sitting there for the taking. Yeah, it really is. And it's, you know, it's going to take, you know, great patriots like you standing up and just putting themselves out there and trying to get the word out, Joe. I was just going to bring up the fact that, you know, obviously we heard that yesterday that Trump's possibly starting his own network. And I think that could be huge for a lot of you guys that Absolutely are running. Yeah, is, is for you guys running. So I'm really looking forward to that in whatever capacity he decides to go on. Um, I, I just think that that's going to be huge for you guys. He needs to make it open, though. If he decides to use it as a platform to guide the candidates that he wants to support, that's going to defeat the benefit of that platform. He needs to say, get in the ring like MMA fighters and duke it out and may the best man win. That that will be the home run that he needs to hit. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. A couple more articles, and uh, then we'll get to, uh, in about uh, five minutes, we'll get to Joe's uh, News Blitz, and then top of the hour, we'll, have, we'll take your guys' calls and a couple other articles that I, that I might try to fit in there, uh, depending on how many calls we got today, so stand by for that. Uh, Georgia Appeals Court says judge can rule on Abrams' ethics subpoenas, says the story. Uh, what's interesting on this front is a Fulton County Superior Court judge said she didn't have the jurisdiction to enforce subpoenas from an ethics com- a state ethics commission uh, during uh, Stacey Abrams 2018 gubernatorial campaign. Um, the It is looking into whether the Abrams campaign illegally coordinated its efforts with nonprofits supporting her bid for governor. This has been a, a scheme that Democrats have used nonstop. Uh, there, is, there is no shortage of nonprofits that are Ill- illegally funding campaigns and illegally funding uh, politicians. And, I mean, that's a major thing if um, they're trying to hold, a, hold an ethics complaint against Abrams for violating that law. That could be interesting just for the future of Stacey's dreams to be president or whatever else she has that is laughable. Um, of course, uh, the, the New Georgia Project will now comply with the subpoena, providing evidence to the commission, which will ultimately allow us to conclude the investigation on whether or not she violated state state ethic laws with regards to her election that she still lost. But nonetheless, um, the, the story there is there is no shortage of 501c3s that are illegally funding campaigns, Mark. Yeah. I mean... It- so if you're a 5013C that's out trying to combat voter suppression by supporting ballot harvesting, who does that support? It always supports Democrat candidates. The radical so left, yep. The, I did a, a thing on Stacey Abrams. Gosh, it has to be two years ago, right after she lost that election. Or she didn't lose the election that she really lost, but she didn't lose. Um, this is a woman who has had few jobs outside of being on the taxpayer dole 
She's got mountains of credit card and student debt, which she would like to have forgiven. She hasn't paid some taxes. She's had some tax issues. I'll, I'll try to find the link and drop it into uh, the Zoom chat, uh, Alan, and then on D-Link or D-Live. Um, and people can take a look at it, but people should really go look at her background. I mean, she is an absolute, um, what's the word I would use for her? She's, uh, she's a grifter. She's an absolute grifter. Yeah. And, um, basically she's the new darling, uh, similar to how Obama was. She's the new darling of the, of the radical left and they're going to push her down the throats of Americans. However, chance they get. She's the con artist is what she is. You fat bearded bitch. There you go. That's what I'd call her. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, let me get Joe in here. Uh, 30 seconds of your time for a transition into, uh, a um, rapid fire segment we'll hear with Joe. Top of the hour, we'll take your guys' calls. Uh, so stand by, jo- uh, Mark. If you wanted to take a ten minute break, now's the chance to do that. And yeah. uh, otherwise, you can uh, feel free to comment on anything Joe's got. Let me get the opener going here for you guys. And then, uh, whoops, that's the wrong one. <laughs> you almost got you guys almost got a free advertisement right there. go joe what do you got going on there in the news that you caught that caught your eye today yeah if you want to throw me the share screen i got a couple of things to go over and actually techno fog just dropped some interesting stuff and i want to just cover it real quick looks like trouble with the jazane jazane galane maxwell case new filing shows potential issues with the government's case against maxwell i didn't have a chance to read this yet he has a couple of interesting points here At the bottom, he says, one final note, the court has not yet unsealed the government's motion that Maxwell's lawyers reference in their latest filing will be posting the document in full once it's released to the public. But there were some couple interesting points in there, and I'll drop that out there later. Next one I had for you was out of Fox News. This this was interesting. Simon and Schuster to publish biography of Dr. Fauci for kids. Oh, boy. So that's right. How a boy from Brooklyn became America's doctor without ever seeing a patient. That's right. (laughs) Dr. Fauci's new book. I'm sure all of us will be running out there to check that out. (laughs) Not. Um, Next one I had for you was three Hawaii residents fully vaccinated against COVID-19 are infected with the coronavirus. Wait, wait, what? Three Hawaii residents fully vaccinated against COVID-19 are infected with the coronavirus. Oh, jeez, unbelievable! It's I, what do you? I mean, it says that there's a sixty-six to sixty-six to I think it was eighty-four uh, percent uh, success rate with the vaccine, and then so they say that five uh, percent uh, of those are, are aren't going to. Um, uh, aren't going to be effective if they get the vaccine, but they actually say it's 66 to 95%. If you actually read the article. 
unbelievable. That is not a surprise whatsoever, though. So what's the point then? That's that was, you know, anyways. So next one I had for you was Pittsburgh man accused of stabbing boy uh, 12 years old at McDonald's used used racial slur. Um, unbelievable. Char- Charles Edwards Turner, 51, also allegedly punched, kicked and need police. Oh, my God. This is unreal. This is bad. Uh, he he walked. There was a, a family in there that was getting food for their their uh, family member who had uh, uh, diabetes. And this guy was in there, just got done eating or something, walked outside, then walked back in and and said, uh, what did he say? Um, the, the quotes that he said. Uh, he said, call, well, he called the McDonald's staff white N-word and white devils. Um. Yeah, so basically using racial slurs. Grabbed a knife and a 12-year-old, cut the 12-year-old's throat, and then uh, wrestled with uh, the kid's father, several other Patreons, and two cops. Punched cops in the face, got into a huge brawl, and uh, finally got finally got him for resisting arrest, two counts of simple assault, four counts of aggravated assault, and criminal att- attempted homicide. And if you talk about this, then you're just basically a racist, right? That's how this goes, right? Exactly. Exactly. Well, I did some uh, analysis this week on hate crimes. We'll have to talk about it maybe later, but maybe on another show. Yeah, I would love uh, to hear what you found on that. We, maybe we can fit that into uh, the second hour. Go ahead, Joe. So, uh, yeah, no problem, Mark. Absolutely. Definitely love to talk about that. Next one I got for you guys. Spirit Airlines kicks four-year-old boy with autism off the flight for not wearing a mask. Unbelievable. Um, you know, stuff like this, it just makes me absolutely infuri- uh, makes me infuriated, man. It, Four year- it, it never ceases to amaze me, dude. And, and you know, people keep saying, well, why, why don't worry about those stories? That just never happens. And then every, every, when it happens, everyone goes, oh, well, it's just a one-off thing. And the kid's nonverbal with autism. Unbelievable. Yeah. Nice. Way to go, Spirit Next- Airlines. They're going to they're gonna pay for that. This is the second story I've heard about Spirit Airlines uh, over the last couple of months, too, about uh, stuff like that happening. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So next one I got for you is the U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement. The former Venezuela, uh, Venezuelan official pleads guilty in connection with international bribery, money laundering scheme following an HSI investigation. Uh, is anybody surprised about this? This guy it uh, was a U.S. Uh, or a dual U.S. Venezuelan ci- Venezuelan citizen and formal uh, former official at Sitco Petroleum Corp. Sitco, huh. which is nothing more than a Iranian-owned, backed Venezuelan-backed terrorist-funded organization. When were we allowed to have dual citizenship? When did that start? I don't know. Ask everyone in Hollywood that has dual citizenship. I with I don't uh, think it's actually legal because I. I remember my daughter, okay, was born in Canada. She's now 30. She carried two passports for a while. Um, and she, she, when she was younger, she happened to give both passports to the passport control people, the immigration people, at Toronto Pearson Airport. And this guy lambasted her and me. She was, she was young, right? basically said you carry one or the other because i'm supposed to confiscate one of these 
when so dual citizenship is one of these things that Governor Lamb from Texas talked about in How to Ruin America back in 2003, promoting dual citizenship. And I don't know if you've seen or heard that speech, How to Ruin America or How to Destroy America. He was absolutely prescient, but he saw these eight things that were happening and he was just very enlightened. And he was a Democrat. He was a liberal. I think it's I think it's Dick Richard Lamb. Richard Lamb. Uh, I've I've got the um, I, I will get you the link. Cool. But people should look at it. It's yeah. it's Lamb. It's L A M M. He was a two term, no more than two term governor in uh, Colorado, a Democrat, a liberal, but afraid for the future of America. Uh, I've got it right here. Here it is. I just it just happened to pop up. Let me drop this in in Zoom. Perfect. Thanks, Mark. Send it out to the folks. I mean, this is amazing stuff. I yeah, mean, it is. It definitely, I'll get that out to you guys. Uh, just real quick. Uh, it's, not, it's not very long. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, just real quick. Uh, half of D.C. has um, uh, their, their dual citizenship in the United Kingdom and Israel. It, it's a huge problem and, and an even more problem when it comes to lawyers and judges. That's a major problem, too. Never gets talked about. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, so the next one I got for you guys is out of the Eastern District of California. Yuba City man pleads guilty uh, to possession of child pornography. As per usual, every single day, these are still coming out. One uh, that I wanted to uh, maybe get a quick comment from Mark about was this suicide that we uh, brushed over yesterday, as they call it. The U.S. political lobbyist found dead on the side of the road, Neil Clark. Uh, maybe we'll, uh, I got a couple more things to cover, but maybe we'll get a comment about that after I'm done here, Mark, from you. Yeah. yeah. Next one I got for you is a national guardsman transporting COVID-19 vaccines held at gunpoint in Texas. This is unbelievable. This just dropped a few, uh, not too long ago. Uh, this is the suspect is accused of stopping three national guard vans, identifying, identifying themselves as a detective ordering the guardsmen out of their vehicles and demanding to search their vans. Uh, I read this article and basically he thought that there was a woman and a child on board, which is why he pulled them over. Supposedly interesting story there. Hmm. The Epoch Times dropped this actually yesterday or no, it was today. Sidney Powell seeks to dismiss Dominion $1.3 billion lawsuit. So this is still ongoing uh, as we were talking, speaking of ongoing um, lawsuits, this is another one that's been ongoing for a while. And it's funny because the left all jumped in the media, all jumped on the fact that she was using uh, a, a uh, uh, journalist defense to what she said. And also she said, uh, I can prove that my statements are true if they would like to disclose the information, what might happen with this when Dominion has to disclose information, whether or not they do have ties to Venezuela. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Discovery is an interesting process. Indeed. There you go. Next one I got for you is Microsoft reportedly in talks to buy discord for more than $10 billion. There goes discord, 10 billion, $10 billion. That's unbelievable. That's a hush money. That's exactly right. When you pay that much 
there must be something they really want to get rid of. Next one I got for you guys is this was actually a couple of days ago that I missed. It was on my uh, thread, but I didn't have a chance to cover it. AP sources, Iran threatens U.S. Army post and top general. Oh, Iran just really loves to push the issue. They basically made threats against Fort McNair, an army post in the U.S. Capitol, and against the Army's vice chief of staff. Two senior U.S. intelligence officials said, this thing in Iran, I got a feeling, is not over, gentlemen. Do it. Blink, fellas. Try it. That's what I'm saying, right? Uh, Or... No, I'm not even going to say. Next one I got for you, if I blaze media, Democrats use Boulder Massacre to push gun control agenda. This is the moment to take our stand. As we've been saying all freaking week, last week and this week, about these gun, uh, these these massacres that are, if you want to call it, that are happening, that this is exactly why we don't spend too much time talking about it. Uh, because of the fact that we know that inevitably the Democrats only want to push their agenda of gun control. Every Got single two- chance they get. Yeah, exactly. Just a couple more quick ones here, guys. Uh, Miami Spring Breakers, we didn't really talk about this. Just Miami's been off the hook. These two hoodlums actually drugged and raped a, a, a young lady and then who later died. Um, I just saw a picture. She was a white lady, by the way, who died. Not that it matters, just saying. Um, But this was two North Carolina men uh, who are being charged. There has been so much stuff going on. Uh, I saw a report of approximately 1,000 people being arrested. Just unbelievable what's going on down there in Miami over spring break. Project Veritas actually dropped this uh, yesterday as well. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. Let me just play a quick 30 seconds. Basically, nobody has seen photos inside of this place. Sound check. Basically, uh, I just wanted to show the pictures if you haven't seen them yet. There's the pictures of inside uh, of the Donna, Texas immigration facility. They are just absolutely packed in there like sardines. And the last one I have for you was caught on video, Gateway Pundit, FBI, and DHS attempt to recruit former Green Beret to infiltrate and spy on Oath Keepers, Proud Boys. But he recorded the conversation. If you guys get a chance to check this out, the gentleman, Jeremy Brown, I believe he was on uh, Patriot uh, Transition Voice the other day as well, is an absolute patriot, and he got them recorded and lots of information going on out there about this. Check it out. That's what all I got for you guys on the rapid fire today. Back to you, brother. Yeah, good stuff, Joe. Good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, let me get a, a quick advertisement from you guys, and then we will bring your guys' calls in here any moment. Stand by for that. Looking forward to you guys uh, hearing from you guys very much. Uh, Rise Attire USA.com is the official show sponsor of. Uncensored Dave and Uncensored Dave Channel Network, whatever you want to call it. Uh, those guys do great work. They have great stuff. If you use discount code ABEWAVE, A-B-E-W-A-V-E, you can get a 10% discount. Help support the show. Help support them. Check out RiseAttireUSA.com. Uh, a minute of your time. Delete the elite. The message is to reject the message. No need for their hidden agendas relies by subversion. Or extremist vendettas. Our weapons, weapons are in truth that prove highly effective with an impact surpassed only by the span of their reach. The powers that hope to control us will feed on those lost in philosophies devoid of all meaning. 
Don't be enticed by the divisive self-righteous who deal in deception, suppression, and greed. Flee from the nation of mindless who preach what's been forced down their throat by their peers and their teachers. Run from the depraved, guilty of treason whose roads have been paved by the tricks up their sleeves. When it's real, you can feel it. It appeals to your senses, whether dull or intense, most will tend to agree. We won't leave the blinded behind. We'll shoulder wounded soldiers till it's over, then we'll train them to see. The truth is the future. This beautiful movement makes the gatekeepers useless and their lies obsolete. With fury we'll fight. By the glory of God, we'll delete the elite and release all their secrets. By the glory of God, amen. RiseAttireUSA.com. Check them out when you guys get time. 10% discount by using discount code ABEWAVE. Appreciate you guys very much. Thank you for joining us here today. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we have uh, special guest Mark Paquita in here. He is running for Senate in Ohio. Uh, Mark, do you know anyone? Uh, if you guys want to call in, go ahead. The, the phone lines are open. Um, Mark, do you, do you know... Uh, ha- uh, who your opponents are yet? Have you? Uh, has anyone else filed yet? Yep. Another election. And Jane Timken, who's never held office before, but was the head of the Ohio GOP and is married to uh, Tim Timken, who uh, was part of the family of the Timken Steel and Timken Bearing uh, organization in the Akron-Canton area. Uh, that company was split into two pieces because of activist investor activity a number of years ago. He became CEO of one of the companies and in in three or four years basically uh, ran the company into the ground or ran the share price into the ground and was ousted. He went out and formed a political consulting company called McKinley or McKinley Partners or something like that. Um, This is big money family. You know, he's the what second generation that always screws up companies like that. Um, so those are my two kind of establishment kind of, of uh, competitors. The rest are all smaller name, either, um, you know, representatives. Uh, there's a rumor that Steve Stivers is going to get in. You're like, Steve who? Uh, he's pretty well known in, in the Columbus area because he represents a district near us. But there are some, you know, house me- current house members that would run I mean, Stivers, for example, is going to run because he can't get reelected, right? He's in a very, very blue county, and he, it's become bluer probably because of some of his decisions. So, uh, yeah, it's those two, and then then it's a horse race. And, and ultimately, like J.D. Vance, the guy who wrote Hillbilly Elegy, is supposedly has the backing of Peter Thiel's um, uh, PAC or Super PAC. Well, it must be PAC because Super PAC. Well, anyway, uh, you can't use money that way, but you know, they always do. Anyway, I think it's going to be a dog's breakfast or a Kentucky Derby list of candidates when it really comes down to it. There's going to be a lot of people vying for, for things for, for, for the, for the, in the primary for Republicans. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Indeed uh, it will be. Um, I we had, we do have our first caller in here. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and get, uh, get that rolling. We got uh, three callers already ready to roll 
Uh, so looking forward to hearing that. Uh, 217, you are live on air. I think I know who this is, but uh, can you unmute your phone and let us uh, mute the stream and let us know what your name is, please? Hey, it's Cage Farmer. You guys got me? Cage Farmer, yep, what's yep. up, brother? What's up, KH? How you doing, brother? Oh, what's up, dude? We we got some crazy shit going on right now. Um. I'm going to try and cover as much as I can before you guys kick me off because I don't expect you to actually kick me off, but you're going to kick me off at some point because you got more calls. So first off, we got this stuff going on at the border that uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to steal a line from Brendan Dilly here. We've got baked potatoes crammed into empty fish tanks at a detention center on the border. They're, They're wearing these space blankets, and if COVID was such a thing, why are we doing this? And I'm just going to leave that there. You can touch on it or you can leave it. But my next well, question goes to everybody that's been on here real quick. So, well, go ahead. Hold that thought, Case. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say they already said that half of those have already been tested positive for COVID. So they are testing them at least. But I agree with you, man. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. Go ahead, Abe. Except for you're muted now. He caught me in the middle of a, of a drink. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Cage. Yeah, no, that, it, it's very gross what they're doing down there. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm using that to lead up to something because I've got some concerns. Um, we saw a lot of the, uh, the blue check cards on Twitter today, and I, I don't really follow Twitter much anymore. We, we saw a bunch of the blue check cards push this narrative of, White dude with AR shot people in Boulder and blah, 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 blah. And that was completely wrong. And whoops a daisy. Uh, now the administration is trying to hide the fact that it was actually probably an Islamist jihadist that did this. And I, you know, I caught a little bit of something I don't normally watch. I catch it every now and again, but uh, louder with clout, louder with Crowder this morning, where they actually found this dude's Facebook and I believe possibly Instagram that had a lot of links to Islamic uh, craziness. And the guy that shot up Boulder, uh, not a good dude. Also, not a white dude. Yeah. So an, an Islamic terrorist. That uh, yeah, that was basically uh, it, it appears to be you know an a terrorist attack. Mark, what's your thoughts on this this kid? First of all, I would say that that guy eats pretty well. <laughs> I don't know if you saw a picture of him. ISIS know? is paying well. The dude, dude, is not hungry. Not he's not a refugee. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so I put put something out there that on on Facebook that basically said we've had a number of 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 mass shootings they all started after biden was elected and they seem to be crammed into this this um kind of first quarter and i mean i I, again i'm not saying this is some conspiracy theory that this is done intentionally but it sure is odd that we had very few shootings last year now you know but covid i get it and you can go back and look at the Trump administration. There were a lot of them, but there were a lot of big number. Like the number of 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 these wasn't so much as as the 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 uh, lethality of them during the Trump administration, right? We had El Paso, we had Dayton, some of that kind of stuff. But 
it's like it cycles through. And if you look at the history of mass shootings, like I did today, the tighter our gun control laws have gotten, the worse the shootings have gotten. Yep. Right? There is an yeah. absolute correlation there. Cage, what do you think about that? Hold that thought. There, uh, I think there's, there, a- there's, Mark, there definitely is. People need to make sure that they leave their mind, uh, the, the equation in their mind, open to the fact that there is narrative forming and and there are mass shootings that are not accidental. You, you If you don't allow yourself to, to allow the option of this seems to be a little bit weird, then you're, you're not allowing yourself to, to realize the reality of the world that we live in. There is no shortage of research done by DARPA, the CIA, and our federal government into the use of psychotropic drugs to force kids and others to take action based on a, a, a whole number of things. It's open source research. Research, feel free to go look for it for yourself. I'm not saying that any one of these is that. None of us are saying that. What we are saying is it just seems odd that you get a new administration that their first main goal to come in is to change the gun laws for what they call the better because it's always the gun's fault. It's amazing that that happens at this time in the first, what, two months of the Biden administration when their stated goal is to restrict more gun sales. 100%, Abe. And, and, you know, we're we're not looking to say that no one should be able to come to America. We want people to come to America. We just want them to do it the right way. And this is not the right way. And we're also, you know, trying to kick back on the government going, you know what? The guns aren't killing people. It's dipshits that are killing people. And you know what? Quite possibly, maybe you need to look into the MK Ultra program. And I know this, I know the second, as the second you say MK Ultra, people go, conspiracy theorist, you're a dipshit. But that shit's real. You can look that shit up. It's real. It exists. And it's a, it's a thing. And you know what? Maybe I'm going to get called a loon after this. I don't really give a shit. Whatever. But it's a thing. And you know what? Maybe there was something wrong with, with this dude. Maybe there wasn't. But there has been with people in the past. And, you know, this, this is a problem that we need to look into. But either way, this was not what fit the narrative. Their narrative they pushed from yesterday evening through midday-ish today was white dude randomly shoots up grocery store or wherever it was for unknown reason because white supremacy blah and yeah it was actually islamic terrorists shoots yeah. up grocery store because psychopaths so right, whoop right. the daisy right oh, yeah. and now the, now the biden administration is like terrified because they're trying to like squash this and the media is all of a sudden like well, we don't really want to like memorialize his name and we don't really want to say anything else about this because we don't want to give him any credibility for anything. So let's just call this uh, white supremacy and fuck off and die. That's where we're at. Right now I have shared on the screen from a, uh, what did you call it? The blue check tards. The shooter is, this is Amy Siskind. The shooter uh, the shooter is was taken into custody, which is not a good sentence. In other words, it was almost certainly a white man again. If he were black or brown, he would be dead. Now, this was 322. So as of last night at 940 p.m., as of this morning, same lady, Amy Siskind, let's mourn the victims but not glorify the killer with the attention of 
having his name widely known. So why is that, right? Why is that? Okay, so he wasn't a white guy and he's got an Arab or a Middle Eastern name. So she's like backtracking. She's one of the worst on Twitter. Speaking she may of- even have me blocked. I have nailed her so many times on lies that she she just got tired of it. Speaking of clinically insane women, go ahead. Go ahead, Cage. Case an example. Am, am, am I a clinically insane woman? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 I'm screwing you. You can it. identify um, as whatever you want, I guess. I, I identify as an attack helicopter. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That's kind of cool. I, I, do, I do want to say, though, that I... I I believe I've got to give credit to methods for the blue check tards or at least something close to that, because I believe that's what he was calling them earlier. So I'm not going to take credit for that. That was a, either me altering something that methods said or something methods said. So credit methods on yeah. that one. Good that sounds like something you would say. So, so yeah. this whole thing gets into like this hate crime hyping. Like you saw this stuff on Asian hate crimes are up 149%. And we went from like 53 of them in the United States to like 129 or 142. Yes, they're up, but they happen less than two times in a state per year. Right. And it, it's they, the the this is the thing that people have to understand. You have to look at both the raw numbers and the percentages every time you see an article. And if both aren't in there, someone is trying to zoom you. And I'm not I don't mean trying to have a video teleconference with you. They're trying to. Like pull the wool over your eyes, right? They're trying to zoom you. 100%. They've been doing this, like Elizabeth Warren did it during the election, during the primary, and I nailed her. And I'm not going to suggest that what I nailed her on on Twitter caused her to stop it. But she kept, there's this narrative that women of color die more during childbirth than white women. Do you know how many women of all colors die during childbirth? And this is from the time they get pregnant. This is the measure from the time they get pregnant to a year after they deliver. Okay, so that's considered dying during childbirth. So, of course, someone who has postpartum depression and commits suicide, that counts. Okay, can you give just give me a number that you think it would be in a year in the United States, what that number would be? Hmm, no idea. I don't know. I honestly have no idea what that number would be, but I would be remiss if I would say I would neglect this point to talk about you possibly nailing Elizabeth Warren. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is not what I meant. <laughs> I am heterosexual. I am heterosexual, but I'm not desperate. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to, bro. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, okay. Can you dump KH Farmer, please? <laughs> All uh, right, well, that was a great call, yeah. KH. Thanks for Seven, calling. 700. 700. 700. Holy okay, cow. 700. And, of course, the preponderance of those women are white. You know, if you look at the, the, the spread. And the number for black women, let's say, is let's say it's 70. 
and it went from 70 to eight. I'm just pulling this out. You can go to Twitter and look it up on my, my account. But I mean, the, the, the way they use these numbers in this quote unquote data, right? They, they, it, it really, they know that they're doing it, right? It is an act, it is a sales pitch and they know they're doing it. They're being disingenuous, they're lying, they're trying to con people. And the minute you go behind it, so if Abe, did you see those two files, those two image files I dropped in the, in the chat? Yeah, I didn't get a chance to grab them yet, but I'll, I'll... just pull one of those up and I'll explain. So we're hearing about all these hate crimes and I went out and looked at the FBI data, right? And what you're going to find if you look at this data is that, first of all, if you look at hate crimes by state, Washington DC has like 380 or 350 hate crimes per million people. The next closest is like, I'm gonna say 40. I mean, and, and the top 10 states are like all Democrat states in terms of hate crimes per million people. And, and someone said to me, but wait a minute, Ohio isn't really a Democrat state. And I'm like, well, that depends on how you look at it, because we've got a governor who's a Democrat. I'm sorry. He may identify as a Republican, but he's a Democrat. So here's the first one. It shows uh, it shows uh, by year, by state hate crimes uh, through 2019 through yeah, through 2019 shows the population and then the, the uh, number per per million. D.C., Washington, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Jersey. Right. Look at them. It, it's so they talk about hate crimes as if that's some kind of white supremacist, white privilege thing. And it's all in the states of the people that are talking about hate crimes. Like they, they are literally, I mean, they've got the problem and they're not, they're, they're blaming it. it it's like their, their, their act. It's, 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 it's again, like Kelly and Cuomo talking about how well they did during the pandemic, yet they were murdering people in nursing homes. Jesus. That, that, I, I mean, I just, the hate crime thing just, all of a sudden in my head, I exploded. I'm like, I got to go out and do the data. This is all from the FBI's hate crime reporting system, which you know is skewed toward reporting too many crimes. Yep. If you go to the next one, Abe, this is the really interesting one because they spread these crimes by race in terms of the offenders. And if you look at the percentage of the population who's white or black or Native American or whatever, and you look at that data, it's not data that bodes too well for people who say there's white privilege and white supremacy, and that's the root of hate crimes. Here's, here's the numbers. In 2019, there was 7,314 7,314 incidents, uh, 8,559 offenses, uh, around 8,800 vic- victims and around 6,400 offenders. Uh, of those, thir- uh, 58% were white. <clears throat> and, and I believe that includes Hispanic Latino people because they, don't, they consider that an ethnicity, not a race. So we don't have a brown category. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't I'm have a breakdown assuming, for... I'm assuming they're in there with white. Yeah, I think, I think you are right. So that's 76% of the... Yeah, I, I, 
I believe they've uh, I believe they may have included some other ethnicities into that stat as well. Uh not not just Arabs or, or Hispanics, but also possibly over the past couple of years some some Asians as well. Just just a theory on my part. Yeah, Asian is out there separately though. And you yeah, can it does see have. Asians make up uh like uh six percent of the population and commit one percent of the hate crimes. Yeah, blacks are thirteen percent of the population and twenty three percent of the hate crimes. Um, so, wasn't it, wasn't it recently uh, proven that you had all these uh, quote unquote Asian hate crimes out on the West Coast, uh, like San Francisco area and whatnot, and like eighty percent or above were black on Asian hate crimes? Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, but I yeah. will tell you the number you hear of thirty eight hundred is not a statistically validated or rep it's it's a website that someone founded the number of hate crimes this 149 percent that you see is like it went from literally like 50 to 150 mm. and i mean it, it these it's it's playing games with these numbers you know figures lie liars figure and i, I wanted to bring this to everybody's attention because we have got to get smarter when we hear this stuff coming out of the mouths of media types, pundits, and politicians. You got to look at both the raw data, the numbers, and the percentages. When they use this huge percentage, I can virtually guarantee you every time you go to the numbers, they're tiny numbers. They're insignificant numbers. You know, you, someone goes to a party and uses a racial slur, and that gets reported as a hate crime, right? And and you've just literally increased the number of those crimes in a state by like 10%. Indeed. Because hate crimes happen on average once every three days per state. Once every three days per state, hmm. right? Take that 7,000, 8,000 number, divide by 50, divide by 365, and see what you come up with. It's like 0. 0.33. <laughs> there you go. It's catastrophizing. And it's, it's, it's called catastrophizing. And it's, it's, it's designed to appeal to those who are mentally ill and susceptible to neuroses, anxiety, and and uh, what's the other um, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder? And no so shortage of, of Democrats. You know, I, I just, we we are living in crazy times right now, and I just want to ask one more question, Mark. What, what what do we do? What do we do to fix this at this point? Where are we at? Because we are living in in this world that is just. Uh, I, I'm going to just say a, a common term that's called uncharted waters because we've never been here before. We are in this, this I'm going to call it how I see it, nonsense era of bullshit. Um, where do we need to start? Because so we need to start thing. to fix, Thanks. fix it now. Thanks, Cage. Here, I appreciate you, brother. That's a great question. Okay. The, the, the issue, though, is that we have been here before. We were here during the Woodrow Wilson administration. Go, go. There's a great book. You can get it on audio called, uh, is it Rubes? I think it's Rubes. Uh, it's about how 
liberal progressives have been used since prior to the Russian Revolution to, to by enemies of the United States to, to destroy our country, right? So it happened then, it happened during Stalin and the Second World War, it happened during the 60s and it's happening again. This is literally just history repeating itself. And the way we fix it is by educating people. And it's hard because the way you educate people is by getting the word out. And it's why social media is being shut down. I mean, social media is awesome. Look at this. I mean, this is costing us virtually nothing. But they're shutting us down because they know that we're getting to people with this. The other yep. thing is we citizen candidates. We need people. I mean, I'm going to use myself as an example. I've never run for office. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not an Ivy League grad. I'm just a guy that is pissed off and has the wherewithal to run for office. I'm donating my compensation to charity. I've already said speaking fees, book fees, I'll donate them until I die. I just want people to know I'm doing this because I want to serve. I don't want to prosper because I'm pissed off and I'm competitive and I want to beat the evil that's out there. And I think we just need more people like that. And we need people to get the word out about us because everything is stacked against us. Everything. I, I agree with that statement. I completely agree with that statement. And I, I my only concern is that we are running out of time. And I know that's a, a, a common concern that people will go, just wait, we'll get it. Well, yeah, we got 2022 coming up. And I, I, my concern is that we, we need to act faster than that to get on top of that target before that target hits. Okay, that's and a good point. We need, to, we need to absolutely just get in front that's of that. And, it, it, and you know yeah. what? I just, I, yeah, I, I think that's that, you know, we, we, we need to just fast track this because we had amazing Cage, I appreciate you, man. I got to get to some more calls, man. Thank you. Thank you for your time here today. Mark, go ahead. Hey, let, let me just say we need to do it now. And, and it's like we need to take back the government from the bottom up to and the top down. The top down is like me running for a federal office next year. Bottom up is school boards. It's GOP county, GOP organizations being a central committee chairman in a county. That is an elected official. You got to go out and get on the ballot by getting five to 15 signatures. You, you're, you, you represent a precinct or a ward. You school board, uh, county commission, town councils we've got to take this back from the bottom up and the top down and that and that's now like we've got elections we had elections happen this weekend in louisiana and places like that special elections but but they are coming we've gotten primary elections in like april may march april april may this year for school boards and things like that elections in november so so there's activity all the time like this. It isn't just federal elections. And, and so there we go. We've been going around talking about that. Sorry about that. Uh, now if I can get these screens, right. Yeah. Not a problem. Hey. Good stuff, Mark. I appreciate that. Joe, go ahead. Yeah. Mark, absolutely. Uh, fantastic there. And cage farmer. Great call brother. What's up, go. Glenn? 
Good to see hey, you. Hey, sorry about that, guys. Real sorry quick, about that. Real quick, thanks, Gage. I appreciate you very much, bro. I got to get to other callers, man. Thank you. Uh, Glenn, what's on your mind today, brother? Hey, not much. Um, number one, your foxhole chat was broken and or is broken. Yep. Uh, they were working on that earlier. Yep. Uh, if you have any problems with the foxhole chat, go to the pilled net and go down to your uh, stream and you can see all the chat there. Yep. It actually net. works there. I lost you. Uh, you're muted again, uh, Abe. Pill.net, indeed, again. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, go to the pill.net and get the chat there. Now, for Mark, I got a question for you that may be a little bit funny and a little bit uh, kind of serious that I've been asking my own representatives uh, based on the Constitution. Going back to the 14th Amendment. All right, you remember that one, right? Mm-hmm. Who does the 14th Amendment actually say is for representation? <laughs> well, it's the people through their elected representatives, correct? Wrong. Wrong. The way the 14th Amendment is written, it is for men over 21 only. The 19th and 20, whatever, 21st did not change it. The way the 19th was written, it just gave women the voting right. It didn't give them any representation. Right. When they changed the voting age, they didn't put in the representation there either. So right now, the 14th Amendment says your Congress is only supposed to represent those over 21 and males that can vote. Where yeah, do you I'd see, have to take a look. I'd have to take a look. Yeah, at that. where do you see the 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 specifics of to over twenty one? I I don't see that in my constitution. Uh, oh wait, it says here. There. Hold on, wait. Here it is. Or members of the legislatures thereof is denied to any of the male inhabitants of such state, uh, being twenty one years of age, and citizens of the United States, or in any way abridged except for participation in rebellion or other crimes. So you're right. You're it's right there. It's all right there. It only says twenty one and over males that can vote so okay so so what about um what about the 19th nope all it says is women can vote yeah that's interesting i'd have to take a look at it I, uh, again i'm not I've t- i tell people this all the time i'm not a constitutional lawyer well no it's just something funny from the constitution yeah, that yeah. you find yeah. What the, when did they change the voting ages at some point in the late That's 50s? up in the 21st Amendment or so. Is that what it is, 21st? Right, somewhere around there. I know the 19th was the women vote, and then I think it was the 21st that said uh, 18 and older. But neither one of those gave representation to uh, women or under 21. Here's what I'm more concerned about. The enumerated powers in the Constitution and what is enumerated to the federal government and what's enumerated to the states and local governments. That's under the 10th. Right. Well, well, (laughs) anything that's in the Constitution goes to the federal and anything that's not goes to the states and the people. Correct. So that's my point. That's my point. The powers enumerated to the federal government are few. The 10th Amendment basically says, if it's not specifically enumerated, you should assume that it goes to the states. And not assume, but legally it goes to the states. Right. That's the reason that, that's the reason like Colorado could get the pot laws passed, because it's not enumerated in the Constitution for drugs or 
their right. re restrictions. Right. So, and, but, uh, and, but neither are is banking. Okay. Neither is so, banking. So the reason why national banks won't fund or bank pot companies in Colorado is because the feds are saying it's still an illegal activity. And so if you do that, we'll, we'll, we'll retract your national banking charter. Right. 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 Because well, the banks are all under the federal system and not a state system. But there's nothing in the constitution that talks about the federal government having anything to do with banking. Nope. Nothing in there at all. All it is, is printing money and coins. That's it. Uh, actually, it's uh, it's paper. Uh, the federal government can only is the only one that can print paper, and the states can issue coin. I, okay, I thought it was that the feds could do coin, but but let's not get get down into that. Let's get back to this. So, we have a federal government that is about fifty to seventy five percent too big, because they are doing things that should be done by the state. So, for example, we should not have a Department of Education at the federal level. There is no need for it. Nope, that and was a that's federal overreach. It's un it's exactly it's unconstitutional federal overreach. How about the Department of Labor? Not in there. Right. How about the Department of Housing and Development? Not in there. And the states can overrule the feds on any of those departments at any time. Using nullification. One big right. great society, isn't it? Right. <laughs> so anyway, this gets into, like, Glenn, you brought up a great topic. I don't know if you thought we would get into this piece, but we need, we, we, so state legislatures could be doing this and some are. But so, for example, in Ohio, they're not because they are testicleless wonders. Okay. And I use that term loosely because I know there are women in the legislature. Which... But they are all, every one of them, or most of them, are thinking they want to go to Washington. They want that power, that control, that money. And they won't rock this boat and we need people who are going to rock the boat because right. it is a corrupt money grubbing criminal boat right uh, you're not running for my state's election otherwise i'd have another question for you on that one because i got i found another little funny in my state's constitution where the governor can actually appoint uh, members of his cabinet without uh, without getting approval of the Senate. where you know, it, No advice and consent. It can, he can go beyond the advice and consent by doing one simple thing. By, uh, by making his uh, what is it? Uh, one, his second per, his sec, uh, the Lieutenant. vice governor. Lieutenant governor. Yeah, lieutenant governor uh, appointed to that post, and then she can appoint underneath her. <laughs> so, so what state are you in? New Jersey. So you have. I like that eye roll. You got it right. <laughs> no, you, you have the most egregious system in terms of this county ranking of 
people on the ballot, you realize you're the only state that does that. I forget what it's called, but it is, it is an absolute. It's a nightmare. Yeah. I want to get, I want to get out of this freaking Great. state. <laughs> I want to get out of it. Yeah, I live there. I lived there in uh, Washington's Crossing when I was a kid. I, I know the state well. Yeah. Well, right now I'm uh, over uh, by the shore. Uh, Joe, your mic's muted again. Is that your wife in the background telling you, well, do it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I heard her yell, well, do it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I had a little article here that if I can bring it up on this stupid Ohio, screen. That was great. Uh, there we go. Uh, we just had, this just came up and I haven't looked into it, but uh, there was a case in New Jersey where uh, the state wanted public workers to live in New Jersey. You figure, okay, you, you, uh, you work in New Jersey, you live in New Jersey, you pay the taxes. Uh, well, it just was ruled unconstitutional, allowing teachers to keep their jobs. Now, you know, you've been out by uh, the West Coast of New Jersey. You know how many people come over and back and forth from Pennsylvania all the oh, time? Yeah. I mean, the housing is cheaper over there. Taxes are cheaper over there. And they come over here and earn uh, a teacher $60,000 a year after a couple of years. And then they go back to their uh, $50,000 house and $800 a year taxes and live better. No, but they should still be taxed. I mean, their income is still taxed. Their income is still taxed, but they're not getting the real estate or sales taxes. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and at our real estate tax rate, oh my oh, I god! Know. Oh, I know, I know. I'm paying eight thousand dollars a year for a thirty by sixty plot. I get it. I get it. I live down the shore. Okay, <laughs> but uh, no, that was. Uh, uh, and as far as let's see, the gun control thing. Yeah, we had two shootings in a week. What else is new? We knew that was going to happen with uh, the with so, so Biden the taking over. Thing, I mean, if you look at the number of people that are killed by by weapons from mass shootings, it's well. Look, it's, no, here's another well, number. To, like three hundred a year. Here's it's, another. No, here's another number to look at. How many of them are killed by licensed weapons? Yeah, virtually none. Virtually none. And all the gun control will do is take away the licensed weapons, right? right. So it's not going to fix the problem. And it's a small number. It's again, it's catastrophizing. I mean, and, and here's a better way to spend money: mental right. health services. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. All these I people mean, are nuts. They're nuts. Well, they took away all the asylums. Well, I'm not suggesting we commit people, but maybe you know, maybe there needs to be something like that. But there, but but we need better we need a better better mental health system and in and, and, and guess what the states would have the ability to do that so so just let me give you an example in in ohio 140 billion dollars a year goes to the feds from federal taxpayers like you and me and business taxpayers goes to the feds we get 40 billion dollars at least back from the feds so the first question is why does that money even go to the federal government, right? Well, we all know the answer to that. It goes to the federal government because they want to have big, fat, expensive strings attached to that money 
so they can get their socialist progressive programs implemented in Ohio, which means to get that money, we also have to commit to have matching funds that essentially controls more Ohio taxpayer money through Washington. So it's not only the money that comes back, but also money that never gets there that's controlled by Washington. That needs to stop. Okay, if here's another reason. Here's another reason for that money going back and forth. They send $40 million over to the feds extra. Okay, so guess what the fed does with it? He invests it and makes another 20 million on top of that. And then skims it and launders it and all the rest. It's all a Ponzi scheme. It it has to stop. Right. Let me ask you this question. You were, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest that, like, and I don't mean to be offensive, but like me, I was around during the, the 90s and I was of voting age, so I knew what was going on. I was well past voting age, by the way. I'm 62. So during the early 90s, there was this thing called business process reengineering and and downsizing and right sizing, right? Oh, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And every industry went through it, including charities and nonprofits. What's the only industry that's never gone through it? The federal government. Government, period. Right. Good every, shit, Glenn. Yeah. Good stuff, Glenn. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, let me get your last thoughts from you, Glenn, so I can get to another caller. Thank you. I've got nothing more. Or just uh, thank you. And uh, Abe, would you rather me go through the Zoom or through the Discord for the for the next time? Oh, I love it when you come on and hang with us on Zoom, man. Okay, Zoom it is then. I just wanted to make sure Great which stuff. way I was going. I really appreciate it. You know, you know I have a ton of respect for you. Thank you for joining us today. Kind of respect for you, too. And uh, the only other thing I have to say is the Democrats have thrown out the Constitution with yeah. their recent bills with H.R. 1, H.R. 5, H.R. 51. We need to take it back. Indeed. Stuff, Glenn. Great call, brother. Appreciate it. No problem. You guys have a good one, and we'll talk a little later, and I'll see you on the other side. Take Tell care. your wife she's right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, move. Do something about it, Glenn. <laughs> then Kelly a goodbye note how's that for a perfect transition <laughs> <laughs> let me get ALC in here I know he's always out there hanging out uh, looking at the birds or something uh, what, what is it you do on your car every day at this time ALC oh just when I'm out and about listening on the road I gotta pull over and do the zoom chat so was well, always oh, a di- always a different look in the background. Oh, it's, it's, that's nice. I appreciate you, man. What's on your mind today, bro? Yeah, I was like, you don't even need a, a green screen, man. You just pull up at the nearest uh, perfect spot and then give us a, a spectacular background. Good to see you, AOC. I, I actually did. I did set that up recently. I got the studio rocking now. Nice with the green screen. So, but you know, I don't like smoking in the house, so. If I'm doing a long two-hour mamma jamma stream, what am I going to do? Go out back and forth, and I miss stuff. It sucks. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, no, you got, you got me thinking <laughs> of these mass shootings because I, I was in this movie with this cat, and his father was in the Sikh temple, and one of, I think six killed back in the 2012 uh, shooting in Wisconsin, if you remember that one. Yeah, I do, actually. Was it Wisconsin? Yeah. It was a Sikh temple there. Right. Uh, but he, 
he happened to be working on a movie at the time. He was directing the the son of the guy that got killed was directing this movie about UFOs, tech, and whatever with uh, Stephen Greer. Really? So and there, yeah, and there was, you know, a lot of things that I learned through that process because I I was doing two movies like it, but. Um, that was one of the things that sort of hit close to home because I know Stephen Greer himself had two of his partners. I actually, all three of them got the same rare disease, rare form of cancer, but Greer was the one that, that survived out of the three. Uh, so there's all sorts of stuff like that. That it's just clear there's deep state fuckery going on. But I think, uh, I've noticed a pattern, obviously. Whenever they publicize three names of the shooter, you know, or, you know, especially when they're claiming one shooter, and it always seems to be all three names, you know. And, uh, but an interesting one, if you look at the Thousand Oak shooting back in, oh, was it November? It was like November of 2018, and Wolf Blitzer reported on it before it happened minutes before right um and this was in the middle of the afternoon although now it's reported that the shooting happened at midnight so like they missed it by eight hours there's Um, there's no doubt that you know their their stated goal in the campaign was to address guns. They didn't even hide it. They ran on it, and they still somehow got in office. Well, we know that's another story. But, but yeah, you, we know yeah. what it's about. We know they're going to use these uh, every chance they get, man. I, uh, ALC, I got one more call that I want to get in. I got about uh, 30 seconds right. to one minute. Go ahead, bro. Oh, yeah, cool. Well, that's all I got for now. It's just there's so many of these things. It's easy to see the patterns. And I've noticed nine times out of ten when they publicize all three names instead of just John Smith, it's John Jake Smith. You know, it tends to be a deep state cover for something. And uh, so, but, you know, it's like there's so many now, nobody really digs, you know, the next month goes by and there's so many, you know, the next thing we're supposed to follow that all these obvious facts never get investigated on the ones from years ago. You know, it's like all these are, blatant obvious i mean vegas is another one there's all kinds of questions about vegas man um alc i appreciate you bro yeah Yeah, bye for now take care of yourself much love much love aoc by the way don't forget uh where are the majority of these last seven so-called mass shootings being done at democrat cities exactly anyway well love love. you guys keep up the good work take care of yourself brother appreciate it AOC in the house. Last caller we got for today, Daddy Crab. Daddy Crab is in the house hanging out with us here today. I always appreciate uh, your perspective as well, Daddy. Go ahead and uh, unmute, please. And what's on your mind today? Hey there. It's always good to be here with you all. Thank you very much. Oh, good to see you, man. Great new picture. I love it, man. What's on your mind today? Yeah, I figured hunting season was over with, so maybe I should take my hat off and show my face a little bit, you know. <laughs> I like it. I like it. What's on your mind, brother? You'll always tell me to do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mark, I just wanted to say one, a couple things here. You know, it takes a special kind of person to go up there 
in the swamp to deal with DC because serving the people is not really, doesn't seem like it would be that difficult. It's dealing with all of the, the swamp. Right. You know, I used to work, I used to work in the federal government. I was a I was a firefighter, and our job was to serve people, serve the community. You know, get out there and tell them what we do. You know, basically sell the the uh, community on our product and so on. Right, and that, to educate that, them to keep from using your product. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, fire safety. You know, uh, you know all of that stuff that goes right. with it. Right. And we, we made ourselves visible. And you know what? That was the easy part. But what, what was the hard part was going back and trying to get money for this, money for that, politics here. No, you can't have this because there is no money. But, oh, you're building a new whatever on the installation. So that's how government that's how government goes most of the time. Right. So. You know, I would just say to you, you have a lot of courage to be, uh, to put yourself out there, um, you know, to take on the swamp because they are, they are powerful and they have not been removed yet. So thank you for that. I've yes, heard sir. that a lot. Um, here's what I would say. I think that there are many, many people, maybe like you, who would do it, who have the courage to do it, but aren't in the position I am to be able to do it. And here's what I mean by that. I'm 62 years old. I sold a business a few years ago and put enough money in the bank to secure my ability to live without being in poverty until I die. I have a very supportive family. I'm, I think I'm relatively smart. I know I'm smart. I'm not going to lie. I, I know exactly what my IQ is. I also have a conscience, which is not, is a detriment to running for office, by the way. But the other thing, I, I just have this ability or, or availability to do this job that you might be able to do, except you don't have the financial wherewithal I have or the family support or whatever it might be. I am not doing this for me. I'm doing this because I live the American dream. I literally, my, my parents, when they were born, had their families had outhouses. Their fathers were coal miners in Northeastern Ohio, right? My parents did not go to college. I got accepted at Cornell and Penn, two Ivy League schools in Ohio State, the only three schools I applied to. I got accepted at all of them. I went to Ohio State because first of all, my family couldn't afford to send me to an Ivy League school, even with financial assistance. And second, I went on a campus visit to Cornell and I left at noon because I couldn't stand the people there. It just wasn't me, right? I just wasn't, that wasn't me. Um, yet these people who I couldn't stand for, and I think I couldn't stand them for good reason. They were not like regular Americans. They were elite, they were special. They're running our freaking country and they need to go. 
I'm sorry, but they need to go. And so I have this desire to help us take America back. We need citizen candidates and I'm willing to put myself out there because I can't. I, first of all, I don't care. Like ego wise and personality, I don't care. They can besmirch me, they can disparage me. My family's not gonna feel any different than me. My family already thinks I'm crazy, right? Because <laughs> I built a business and I did crazy stuff. And my friends know who I am and that's all I need. I don't, I really don't GAS what anybody else thinks about me, right? And that's the problem, man, because all these, that's all these people in DC care about. And they care about power and control and that image. And people like me are, I think are dangerous to them. And all yeah. I need is a handful of people like me to be elected in other states and we will go stir shit up. Oh, it's coming. It's it's there's no doubt in my mind it's coming. There's a there's a there's a whole string of great patriots and several of them uh President Trump has already uh you know put his put his uh his name behind. That's gonna continue and there's it's gonna be great. I can't wait to get to get involved with it. Daddy Crab uh last last before I let you go today, brother. Yeah, I just wanted to say say one thing to everybody here, people out there listening as well, and maybe you can carry this to DC if you are elected, Mark. I am not a public commodity. Humans are not a commodity. Correct. To be, to be bought, sold, or traded. I, I, I do not belong to the corporation. I am sovereign. I am a private person, a child of God. I am spirit that occupies and operates within a human body. I do not belong to the state. I belong to God. Correct. Amen. I am sovereign. I love it. Thank you. Awesome. That's 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 all I got tonight, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks much for listening. Love you. It was awesome. Much love, Daddy Crab. Much love. Good, good yeah. stuff from everybody, as always. Uh, just a uh, always just a great group of of, of guys and ladies that call in and, and are prepared and have great great content. Appreciate you guys all very much, Mark. It was fun again. It was fun. Uh, we got to some uh, important news stories today, and we got to hear you know kind of your take on the platform. Let me give you the uh, last uh, couple minutes here to uh, to close us out before we uh, let everyone go enjoy their Tuesday evening this tonight. Yeah, I, I appreciate the time you give me and the audience and the platform you give me. These people are great people. Uh, we always have great discussion. They challenge, they bring up new ideas. All I will say is that I, I'm, and I've said it before and I'm going to repeat it again. I can't do this. If I'm fortunate enough to be elected by the great people of the great state of Ohio, I can't do this on my own. I need other patriots to be elected elsewhere in the house in the senate in state legislatures on school boards county commissions it doesn't matter if it's an elected office conservatives need to go for it you need to get up off the couch if you've been bitching at the tv or posting stuff on social media like me and and listen man i'm not something special I, I had to kick my own self in the ass to get up and do this, okay? So now I'm trying to help you. I had no one kicking me. I was depressed, I was frustrated, I was angry, and I decided to do it. So if I can kick you in the ass just a little to get you up off the couch and to go do this, go to a Patriot meeting. I call it wake and take. Wake up, 
wake someone else up and take them to a Patriot meeting. There are thousands happening every night across the United States, every night of the week. You can find someone, you can go, and you can start learning and participating. I'll shut up now. Good stuff. As always, I really appreciate it. We'll see you in a couple weeks. We'll get that uh, book with my sister. She's been doing a great job getting you books. So I appreciate you very yes. much. And I look forward to uh, to talking to you again in a couple weeks. Joe, last thoughts before I let you go, bro. No, I just absolutely want to thank everybody out there. Well, who was left in Foxhole? Looks like they're having some issues. But everybody in DLive, all the comments, all the great callers, and, of course, our great guest, Mark. I always look forward to the discussion with you. Hope everyone you know, has- I love you guys, man. Like with all my heart, I love you guys. <laughs> we love you too, Mark. I absolutely love our conversations. All right. That's all I got for you guys. God bless you, Mark. And God bless all of you who joined us here today. Thank you for all the kind words and, and thoughts and prayers as well. God bless you all. We will see you guys tomorrow. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.